Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. After the game, Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant are celebrating in the Warriors locker room, and someone tells them, hey, Drake is also coming by in the uh, bowels of the arena there in uh, in Toronto, and they lean out and they taunt him. I think we have the audio of this. Uh, Kevin Durant is the lead taunter here, followed up by Clay Thompson. Uh, but uh, if you didn't see it, Drake was wearing a uh, sweatshirt, that uh, had a picture of Kevin from Home Alone uh, making fun of the fact that uh, Kevin Durant was not playing in Game 2. Um, and by the way, I don't know about you, but Barack Obama was in the uh, arena last night, and I was rooting for Drake to go up to him and try to give him a massage and just get tackled and, <laughs> and wiped out by Secret Service uh, if he had tried to give him a Nick Nurse-style massage. Uh, but uh, here is Kevin Durant leaning out and making fun of Drake. I think we have audio. Maybe a little bit difficult to hear, uh, but again, this was after the game uh, as the Warriors are celebrating their Game 2 win. See you the Bay, Aubrey. You weren't talking tonight, were you? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, so it's a little bit difficult to hear there, but the opener was Kevin Durant saying, we'll see you in the Bay, Aubrey, uh, which is Drake's real name, which is actually pretty funny. Of uh, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that Drake's real name was Aubrey. Um, that is definitely uh, really, really funny 
um, in and of itself. So, uh, so Kevin Durant leaning out and taunting him. Uh, I, I don't know. Well, will will Drake actually make the trip to the Bay Area? I I, I don't know. Will he sit courtside? Will they let him sit courtside in Oracle Arena? I, I I'd be kind of surprised by that, honestly. Um, Drake has been uh, there for the Raptors games. Uh, but uh, but I think it's unlikely that he would be courtside in Bay Area. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, let's bring in the crew. Uh, I'll start with you, uh, Dub, because Danny G's tracking down audio for me for the next segment uh, on this uh, Hank Haney story, which we haven't covered very much, but I think is now hysterical. If you ha- I'm gonna, if you don't know this story, I've got a great one for you when we come out of the next commercial break, uh, and uh, we're going to have some fun with it. But uh, let's start here, uh, Dub. Is the series over? I mean, now that we're tied up 1-1, I got to be honest with you. I feel like I said before the series started that I thought the Warriors would win it in five, assuming that Clay Thompson is not seriously hurt, um, because I do think that changes things. And assuming that Kevin Durant comes back, which I think is likely, um, I think this series is over because assuming that the Warriors start to round back into shape, uh, the way that DeMarcus Cousins played in game two was fabulous. I think you got to assume that Durant won't come back and hit the ground running, you know, fully operational, uh, incredible basketball player version, Kevin Durant. But if he could get back in game three or even game four, then certainly he would be ready to go by game six and game seven if necessary. I think you got to assume that DeMarcus Cousins is only going to get better and better. I mean, he was sucking wind like crazy, and he still played at a high level uh, last night. Uh, Kevon Looney, I think, will probably be back. I think they said an MRI uh, didn't reflect that he had substantial damage. And again, there's so many days between games now that guys, I think, by and large, are going to suck it up. I mean, we got three more days until they play game three in the uh, in the Western Conference. Uh, I mean, sorry, in the NBA Finals here. So you got so much time to get ready. I think they play Wednesday, Sunday. If I'm not mistaken, game three is on Wednesday. Game four is on Sunday. So uh, you got just so many days between games now uh, that I think there's a very good chance that by Sunday, the Warriors, Sunday at a minimum, the Warriors' full roster will be back up and running. And I think this series is over. I really do. I, it would not stun me at all if the Warriors win both games in Oracle, come back and win game five in Toronto, and win four straight to end it. I think this was a really, really tough loss for the Raptors. Uh, they have to win basically an Oracle. I think everybody listening to me right now would agree, uh, notwithstanding what happened the one series against the Cavs, the Raptors can't go down 3-1 in this series, come back to win. I know the Raptors just came back from 0-2 uh, deficit against the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, so they've been down two games before. Uh, but I just don't think it's very likely. Dub, do you feel like having watched this game, it's a, this game that the series is over? I wouldn't say it's over yet, but you're right. DeMarcus Cousins was the MVP of this game last night and also five and a half minutes without scoring for the Toronto Raptors. It doesn't matter when that comes against the Warriors. You're probably not going to win that game. So those were the two key things. And also just one more thing. Next game is Wednesday and then the next game after that is on Friday. Sorry. So that's strange. Uh, Yeah, sorry. They play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Is that the way it's set up? Is that the next three? Wednesday, Friday, Monday. So that's crazy. I don't even know. I don't understand how in the world they scheduled this. Usually, you want Sunday night because it's the best night for television, right? So at this point in time, I don't know why you wouldn't just go Thursday, Sunday. If you're going to take off all these days, why would you flip it and play a Monday night game? I don't That just doesn't make sense to me. I guess they, I, I, it, they're taking so many days off. 
if I were in charge of NBA scheduling, I would just be like, okay, we're playing Wednesday and we're playing Sunday, and then we'll head back to uh, Toronto. doesn't make sense to me. Or Thursday, Sunday. Or actually be normal. If they were playing a normal series, they would go probably Tuesday, Thursday, and then on Sunday. I, I just I don't get this at all. Because after, make after game four, they got to travel back now to Toronto, right? Yeah, I get it. But yeah. it's not like it's they're, they're traveling in private jets. It's not like they're on trains or, or covered, oh, yeah. covered wagons. You know, like, I, I get it. They used to play 2-3-2, two, two, where you would play three games on the road. But it's not that big of a deal to hop on a plane from the Bay Area and fly to Toronto. I mean, these guys are going to be okay. Uh, do you think the series is over, uh, Danny G? Yeah, well, I thought that um, the Warriors were going to take this in six. So I do think that the Raptors will squeak one more out. Because Kawhi, he's, he's not going to miss those easy shots right at the hoop the way he did in the fourth quarter of last night's game. I really think that the Raptors blew a golden opportunity there because it wasn't a must-win for the Warriors. Rather, it felt like a must-win for the Raptors. They needed to take both those home games, and the fact that they didn't, you know they're not going to play their best basketball in Oakland. That place is going to be rocking. The Warriors are going to look even better than they did yesterday at home. So this is going to be over in six games. Yeah, my concern is just that the Warriors are going to round back into perfect form. Like It's not just that the Raptors needed to win at home. It's that when Klay Thompson is out down the stretch of a series uh, of a game like he was in game two of the series, it's that when you've got Kevon Looney, who's made a big difference, honestly, inside for the Warriors in terms of even without scoring the basketball, just getting rebounds and extending possessions and giving the Warriors extra shots because of his ability inside, that's a substantial loss to have him out. And you've still got Kevin Durant out. And you still can't get a home win, even with all three of those things working in your favor. That's three guys that the Warriors a lot of times finish games with. Right, It's relatively common that all three of those guys are on the court to finish games with. And as a result, they just had Steph and Draymond. Now, I know DeMarcus Cousins came back and played well, but that is a game that when you look back on, the Raptors had to win. I mean, they absolutely positively had to win this game. Roberto, what's your call now? I said it uh, when the series started, the Raptors in five, and I'm, I mean, going with the Raptors in five. <laughs> you said the Raptors in five? <laughs> Yeah, didn't I? No, sorry, the no. Warriors in five. Yeah, My that's bad. a big difference. My Warriors the only five. person who was ballsy enough to pick the Raptors was Doug. No, 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 yeah. yeah the in Raptors five. in five yeah. would have been an insanely bold <laughs> prediction. All right, when we come back, uh, I don't know if you guys pay attention to the story. We didn't even talk about it last week because I wasn't following it that much because there's always pe- things that people are outraged about. Hank Haney, who has a show on Sirius XM, uh, made a joke about like the fact that the U.S. Women's, uh, U.S. Women's Open was going on this past weekend. I think we have the audio of this. I'm going to play it for you if you haven't heard it. Uh, basically, to kind of walk you through it, he was asked who he thought was going to win the U.S. Women's Open. And he said uh, something along the lines of, I don't know, I'm not really you know that, that much of an expert in the U.S. Women's Open, uh, but I guess it'll be one of the Lees, essentially. I haven't, I've, heard, I've read the quotes, I haven't heard this audio, so we're going to play it for you. And people lost their mind, because evidently there are a lot of uh, South Korean women's professional golfers who all have the last name Lee. All right, listen to this audio. He was suspended. He's indefinitely suspended now from his radio show. Sirius XM took him off the air for this. By the way, we reached out to Hank Haney, or at least I did on Twitter last night, 
and invited him on the show. We haven't heard back yet. But here is what he said last week going into the Women's U.S. Open that got him suspended. 74th U.S. Women's Open. Yeah. I'm going to predict a Korean. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a pretty safe bet. Pretty That's going to be bet. my prediction. Okay. I, so I could, what is I your could, prediction? I couldn't, name, I couldn't name you like uh, six players on the LPGA Tour. Yeah. Now nah, maybe yeah. I could. I don't know. Well, I'd, probably, I'd, I'd go with Lee. If, if I didn't have to name a first name, I'd, I'd get a bunch of them right. But I'll tell you, you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, I, I don't know. You got six leads. Honestly, Michelle Wee's hurt. I mean, she's not. You know, I don't. I don't know many, but so that sounds fairly innocuous to me. Honestly, that's the first time I've heard the audio. He was suspended. This has been a major story in the world of perpetually offended sports and politics colliding in some way. I'll play it for you again at the start of the next segment. But the punchline here, which is unbelievable is guess who won the U.S. Women's Open? A Korean golfer named Lee. And there are so many Korean golfers named Lee that she puts a six at the end of her name. I'm not making this up. So Hank Haney has been suspended for saying, you know what, I'd go with a woman named Lee and saying there are like six of them and people are like, oh, it's racist. I'm going to play that clip for you again. I want the outkick jury to uh, to weigh in as well. 877-996-6369. Is what Hank Haney said racist? Should he have been suspended? I'll play the audio for you again. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Last week, I wasn't paying much attention to this story. I hadn't really heard the audio. And then I saw that a woman named Lee, and, the, and, and she adds a six to the end of her name, so she's not confused with all the other women named Lee on the course. Is that racist? Is that inappropriate? Like, should he lose his radio show for this? Uh, we'll discuss. Outkick jury will wave in, weigh in. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Chris Mannix joins us now. He was in the ring. Wild weekend. Long time since we talk about boxing on this show. Chris, I was watching the DAZN fight, and I was stunned by what I saw. How stunned were you uh, with the Ruiz victory uh, in that situation? I mean, just kind of take us into your world. I thought you did a phenomenal job reacting to one of the biggest upsets we've seen in boxing, going almost all the way back to Buster Douglas knocking out Mike Tyson. Yeah, I mean, it was stunning, and and not because Andy Ruiz was this this slobby fighter. I mean, he he doesn't fit the mold of what you'd look at as a true heavyweight champion, but he's a talented guy. I mean, he was a, a rising prospect for many years under you know Bob Arum's banner with Top Rank. 
Uh, he's only lost once, and that was a razor-close decision to a previous heavyweight champion uh, being Joseph Parker. So I knew he could fight. I just didn't think he'd be able to take the power of Anthony Joshua in the way that he did. And that third round, uh, I think, is easily going to be the round of the year when he walked into a left hook that Anthony Joshua hit him with. He went down for the first time in his career. And as I said, you know, unfortunately for me, right on, on the broadcast, you know, Anthony Joshua is one of the most composed and ferocious finishers that you'll see in boxing. So when Joshua went in for the kill, I, I thought it was over. But Ruiz uh, not only recovered from the knockdown, but he, his, his reaction timing and his speed was right there. And he caught Anthony Joshua. And one thing Joshua has shown as, as, a, as a weakness in his career is a questionable chin. So when he caught Joshua the first time, he was able, Ruiz was able to change the course of that fight uh, just by kind of discombobulating Joshua and ultimately knocking him down two times. The story for people out there who have no idea who Anthony Ruiz is, and I think that's the vast majority of our listenership, they may have seen a picture, they may have seen some of the highlights uh, on social media. Uh, certainly this is a big event for DAZN. What's his background, and what does this mean now for boxing going forward? Well, as I mentioned, he's a, he's a kid from Southern California, Mexican-American descent, and he's the first uh, fighter of Mexican-American descent, or Mexican descent at all, to win a heavyweight championship. Most of the great Mexican fighters are known as the lighter weight you know, champions, Eric Morales, Juan Manuel Marquez, but you haven't had a Mexican uh, heavyweight champion, and, and Andrew Ruiz is the first. And he, he was a guy that was highly regarded. He had a very good amateur background. Um, but top rank, Bob Arum's top rank, they cut him three years ago or so uh, because he didn't take training all that seriously and because uh, he, they just didn't think he had the commitment to, to be a top-level fighter. Didn't want to fight as much as they wanted him uh, to be active. He wound up hooking up with Al Heyman uh, you know, just five weeks ago or six weeks ago. He had another fight. He, he beat a, a taller opponent named Alexander Dimitrenko. And then he got on Instagram, of all places, and Instagram messaged Eddie Hearn, the promoter for Anthony Joshua, said, give me that fight against Andy Ruiz, or against Anthony Joshua, I'll put on a good show, and, and he got it. Uh, so, you know, he, he just, he went from one fight to another and, and took advantage of this opportunity. So, what's the next fight now? Does Joshua get a rematch here? What do we know about Deontay Wild, like Wilder, like kind of hanging around out there on the outside, like... This was Joshua Wilder had a massive fight set up, right? Like, this could have been well, huge. Yeah, well, they, they didn't have it set up, and, and that's part of the problem with, with boxing because we never get what we actually want. And this would be disastrous for everybody if, if that fight was set up. It would be, you know, even more shades of, of Tyson Douglas because you remember Tyson, that Douglas fight was supposed to be basically a tune up. There's going to be a Holyfield fight. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, shortly after that. Everybody wanted like, Tyson Holyfield back in the day, like when they were in their prime, and that was the big fight that was out there on the horizon. Yeah, and that was, I think, a $70 million type of fight. So it would have been a catastrophic if this was a Wilder situation where it was already lined up. But Wilder had decided to go in a different direction for his next two fights. He's going to fight Luis Ortiz in a rematch in September. And then he's going to move to a rematch with Tyson Fury in early 2020. So... Joshua, in a weird way, it makes Joshua a little bit more interesting for the casual fan, especially the American fan. If Joshua had won that fight in a third-round knockout, if Ruiz had not been able to recover in the way that he did, 
he would have gone on and gone back to the UK and fought one of his mandatory challenges, um, you know, in a low-level type of fight that would have aired on afternoon television uh, in the U.S. Nobody would have watched. Now you go into a November-December rematch with with Ruiz because he does have a rematch clause. It will be in the U.K. and there'll be a lot of American interest in it. I'll watch what it. We saw, yeah, yeah, uh, what we saw in that first fight. So, so here we go. We'll we'll see Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz do it again sometime in the fall. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, the, the, the. We got a lot of range to cover with you here. I thought you did a phenomenal job. We're talking to Chris Mannix, who was in the ring uh, breaking down what was one of the biggest upsets we've seen in heavyweight boxing since Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. I think back in like 1990. Um, yeah. But uh, and you did a great job, kind of contextualizing that and working uh, in the ring there for DAZN. By the way, how big is this for DAZN? I mean, it's it's massive because, and you know, like when, when you when you I was at the airport yesterday. And all over the airport TVs, you're seeing DAZN branding on ESPN. Like yeah. You're seeing it, it's just everywhere. And yeah, I, I, I heard something from the people there about what their, I don't know, I'm using the words wrong, but like their national awareness was that it was somewhere in like the 20s or something like that. Now it's got to be, you know, 80 or 90. Uh, but the, the awareness of everybody of what DAZN is and hopefully for them it, it translates into subscriptions that keeps the network going. Well, and the rematch, like you said, I mean, uh, I will 100% yeah. be watching this. I would have had zero interest in it if if uh, if, if we'd had a knockout like we anticipated uh, of the by the champ. Uh, so let's go back to the, the Warrior game. How incredible of a win was this for the Warriors when you take into context that you had – an injury to Clay Thompson. You had uh, Kevon Looney, who's out, who's turned into a really good weapon for the for the Warriors, both defensively and just kind of a junk guy around the bo- the basket, also getting rebounds. Certainly, Kevin Durant is still out. How improbable was this win, given all those circumstances? It was really improbable, and you throw in the fact that Steph Curry was clearly under the weather in this game and, and how he played in the first quarter. Um, but it, it, it sort of embodied what the Warriors have been throughout these playoffs, especially since Durant went out of the lineup. I mean, the Portland series, the Blazers, they could have won three of those games that they were in. They were up double digits in, in a handful of them, and they just let the Warriors storm back. But with Thompson out, to see some of these other guys, and, and that run they went on, Clay, where it was overall 20 to nothing, 14 nothing in the third quarter. You, know, you look at that, you say, wow, Steph must have made a bunch of threes and you know, a couple other guys made threes. It wasn't really a three-point barrage. They were going into the paint. They were scoring off runners. Draymond Green was assisting on stuff. Andre Guadala was making shots. I mean, this was, this was the Warriors showing a not a different side of their game, but a side that they don't often show and people don't see or talk about that much, their ability to pass the ball. Those assist numbers last night were staggering. 34 out of 38 baskets, I think. Yeah, all, all 22 of the Warriors' assists in the second half were assisted. All 22 of their buckets were assisted. It was incredible to see the unselfishness pay off for Golden State. So I, I think it's, it's not shocking that they were able to come back from double-digit deficit because they did it in every game almost in that Blazers series. But to see them do it with runners and two-point shots and high-level passing, that was a little bit different. What are you hearing about, uh, I know it's still early with Clay Thompson, but what are you hearing about Kevin Durant? What are you hearing about the Warriors' health potentially for Wednesday's Game 3? Well, I don't think Kevin Durant's back for Game 3. Everything I've heard is the back half of this final series. And one thing Steve Kerr said publicly, which a lot of people privately have said, is that you just can't rush a calf injury like this because of the risk of re-injuring it. And that's always the 
the context behind guys coming back, whether it's playing through pain or playing through the possibility of, of getting re-injured. If you're, if you're to play through pain, a lot of guys will do it, but there's a chance that you could re-aggravate an injury, especially an injury that Kevin Durant has suffered before. I just don't see them powering him back um, that early. But I do think he'll play in this postseason series uh, in the back end of it. Clay Thompson, today's a big day. I mean, you watched him uh, on the telecast at the end last night. He's in the hallway. He's got that ice bag wrapped around the hamstring. He was hobbling pretty good going up and down that hallway. Now, he was telling people that asked him uh, that he, he was going to play in Game 3. But I think today's going to be a big day, how that, that, uh, that injury responds and what he's able to do uh, on the court in the, in the next 24 hours. How does the outcome, in your mind, change or confirm what you expected to happen in this series? Do you still think the Warriors win regardless of the health situations? No, I mean, no. You can't you, – even going back home – you can't expect them to win with Durant and Clay Thompson out. You just can't. I mean, Toronto's not a pushover. They, you know, they struggled with their shooting badly in Game Three. That was a problem. They missed something like ten shots in a row in that third quarter. But you don't expect them to do that again because they haven't been that type of team for most of the postseason. Fred VanVleet went really cold. Kyle Lowry had one of those games like we saw against Milwaukee that he fouled out early in the game, but he's been able to bounce back with big games. In this series, I think if Thompson and Durant are both out for Game Three, that's a win for Toronto. If Toronto can seize back home court, uh, it rechanges the course of the series once again. So I went into a clay thinking Warriors in six, but you kind of throw all that out the window if the Thompson injury is more severe than than Thompson thinks. Outstanding stuff as always at SI Chris Mannix. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at six a.m. Eastern, three a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be last night Golden State Warriors, without Klay Thompson down the stretch, without Kevon Looney, who both have gone out with significant injuries, significant enough to knock him out of the game, without Kevin Durant, who still has not come back from his calf strain, the Golden State Warriors were on the ropes. They were down at halftime. They were there to be beaten and gone and taken. The Raptors could have. I sound like Yoda there. A 2-0 series lead, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Start of the third quarter, the Warriors with one of their patented third quarter swings where they go from a deficit to taking control of the basketball game. And uh, I don't believe that the Raptors ever got closer than two, and even that happened inside of the final few seconds of the game. And as a result, the Warriors get the win. We're tied up at 1-1. They are now back. They were still betting favorites even after losing game one, but they are back to uh, substantial favorites to win this series. Crazy stat for you that I saw pop on the screen uh, last night as soon as this uh, game ended. This is now 23 straight series that the Warriors have won a road game against their opponent. Think about how wild that stat is. 
23 straight series. We talk so much about how home court matters and how often it happens that a team can only win at home. 23 straight basketball series now. The Golden State Warriors have gone on the road and won against an opponent. So the Raptors now fail to handle home court advantage. All the Warriors have to do is win their three games at home in Oracle, and they would win the championship in six games. So we'll see whether or not they can do that. We don't play again until Wednesday, and then I believe we have a Friday game. I think I got that wrong. Wednesday, Friday, Monday, next three games, but Wednesday and Friday out in the Bay Area to see whether or not the Warriors can take a 3-1 lead in that series. Uh, We will continue to discuss this. Chris Mannix is going to join us next. He's going to talk about that big heavyweight fight that he was there for in Madison Square Garden. We have a new heavyweight champion of the world in boxing, and also we will talk to him, obviously, about this Warriors performance uh, against the Raptors in Game 2. Here, by the way, is the three-point shot that Andre Iguodala hit to seal it. I thought the Raptors played that final possession poorly. They should have fouled Draymond Green the minute he got possession of the basketball. I understand not wanting to foul Steph, but you got to foul Draymond Green there, in my opinion, extend the game. Instead, Andre Iguodala lines it up, decides to go for the dagger. The Warriors are up two. He's got a wide open three, and this is what it sounded like on the Warriors radio network. Curry spins, stumbles with a dribble, throws cross court to Livingston. Good catch. Goes to Andre. He's open. Launches a three. Buried it! He buried it with 5.9 to go! All right, so I am fired up about this story, and we got the Outkick jury. If you're not familiar, we sometimes poll the Outkick jury, 877-996-6369. Hank Haney, who is a golf instructor, used to be a Tiger Woods' swing coach, written a couple of books. He has a serious XM radio show. He went on the radio and predicted, well, he said this. Let's listen to the audio. He was talking about the U.S. Women's Open that was going on, said he really didn't know the sport very well. He predicted a woman named Lee would win uh, the championship, and people lost their minds. Here's what it sounded like. 74th U.S. Women's Open. Yeah. I'm going to predict a Korean. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a pretty safe bet. Pretty That's going to be bet. my prediction. Okay. I couldn't name you like uh, six players on the LPGA Tour. Yeah. Nah, maybe yeah. I could. I don't know. Well, I'd, probably, I'd, I'd go with Lee. If, if I didn't have to name a first name, I'd, I'd get a bunch of them right. But I think you're it. telling me there's a chance. Yeah, I, I don't know. You got six Lee's. Honestly, Michelle Wee's hurt. I mean, she's not. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't know many. I mean, I don't understand. Rem- so he's been suspended from his radio show on Sirius XM for that audio that you just heard. And USA Today Sports, this woman, Christine Brennan's like, oh my God, this is so, he should never be allowed to golf again. He should lose every job he's ever gotten. Is this, am, I, am I taking crazy pills here? If we're sitting around on OutKick and somebody comes on with me and they say, hey, uh, the, uh, the, the Boston Marathon's going on this weekend, who you got? I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know much about the, you know, the Boston Marathon. Uh, give me one of the Kenyans. Is that racist? If right before we had done uh, the, the U.S. The, the spelling bee just happened, we just had eight champs. Somebody said, "Hey Clay, who are you betting on to win the spelling bee?" And I said, "Give me one of the Indian kids." Indian spellers are like Kenyan marathoners; they dominate. Is that is that racist? 
So if, if I said, I don't know anything about the U.S. Women's Open, give me one of, uh, one of the Korean women. They're dominating out there. There are six women named Lee. Guess who ended up winning, winning the U.S. Women's uh, uh, Open? A woman named Lee who uses the number six as part of her name because she has the exact same name as six other women. Not even the same last name. They have, right, Danny G, they have the same first name. Yeah, all six players have the same exact first and last name. What's the first name? Do you know? I cannot pronounce. Do you want me to spell it for you? No, that's okay. But they have, I mean, think about how crazy this is. Oh, Eddie says he can pronounce it. Eddie, what's the name? Jung-Un Lee Six is who won the event. She added a six to her name because there are six other women's, the five other women's pro golfers, six total, that have the exact same first and last name. That's accurate. So this is like the Joe Smith of of Korea, I'm guessing, right? Like, what's the most common name in America? Joe Smith? Something like that, sure. So imagine if there were six different NFL quarterbacks who all had the same name of Joe Smith, and they were six Super Bowl-winning champions. And I came on the radio, and I said, I got no idea who's going to win, but I'm going to take one of the Smiths. Would that be racist? Like, I don't even, uh, I'm going to bring in my crew. Let's start the outkick jury with my crew. I don't get to vote because I am the judge here. I'm just making out the case. So Hank Haney is suspended. USA Today Sports said he should never be able to golf again. (laughs) I swear to God, in the newspaper, third biggest newspaper in America, they published a column saying Hank Haney should never be able to go on a golf course again because of his racism here in picking a woman named Lee to win the U.S. Women's Open, which a woman named Lee actually won. So let's start here, Danny G. Like, is this remotely racist? Clay, obviously, I hate racism more than you Nobody do. Nobody hates racism more than me. That's I, not true. I definitely hate racism more than you do. We know that for the years you've been on Fox Sports Radio. But I don't hear any racist remark. He's not saying anything bad about Korean golfers. I mean, maybe it's his tone a little bit when he says a Korean. I, I don't. I don't get it exactly. I keep we keep listening back to it in the studio trying to figure out why people would scream racism. I mean, here's the thing. Sirius XM employs Howard Stern. And they suspended this dude for that clip I just played. I don't know Hank Haney, right? Some people out there are like, "Oh, you're you're like, I'll I'll give you my honest opinion across the board on any topic, right?" I don't know Hank Haney. I've never met him. I wouldn't know him if you gave me a lineup and said, "Hey, pick out Hank Haney here." I have no earthly idea who he is. But I don't understand how this is remotely racist. And I certainly don't understand how a company like SiriusXM, which has made most of its money based on paying Howard Stern $100 million a year, can decide this is where they draw the line. This is unacceptable. We're going to suspend this guy and take away his radio show. Particularly because a woman named Lee won. (laughs) And a woman named Lee who had to add the number six to her name to distinguish herself from the five other women that have the exact same name as her. So you're on the vote of this is not like I'm I'm sometimes blown away by stories that become stories like I, I was on vacation down in Florida. I didn't pay a lot of attention. I saw this headline. But I didn't really read anything about it. And then I, I paid attention to it on Sunday when I saw a woman named Lee won. And I saw Hank Haney was on Twitter. And by the way, we've invited him on the show. But Dub, what do you think? I mean, is this crazy? 
This is totally crazy. And I guess maybe if you just see it on print and don't actually listen to it, it could sound worse. Because listening to it back for the first time like you, probably just like everyone else to the clip, I mean, I'm not sure how you could listen to that and think, oh, racism. That's racist. I mean, again, and, if and I he come was correct. On, he was right on the prediction. He ended up being right. If I come on and before on Friday or whatever of the spelling bee, and one of you guys is like, who you got to win the spelling bee? And I just said, I don't know, an Indian? Is that racist? I mean, the Indian spellers dominate like Kenyan marathoners. I mean, that, that's an easy example to make. Um, for whatever reason, that culture has embraced the spelling bee. And I don't know, how, they were eight champs. How many of them were Indian? Like five of them, six of them? Like Indian people dominate the spelling bee. It just seems like because of the sensitive times we're in right now, you're not allowed to point out different races. Cannot do that on media anymore because people will just immediately say you're a racist person. So is it racist for me to be like, if you say, who do you think is going to win the NBA MVP? And I'm like, I feel like it's probably going to be a black guy. Well, yeah, I don't think you would come out on a normal monologue on the show and say that. No, but it's a joke. Like, he's right. making a joke. Like, like, I don't know anything about the U.S. Well, I, joke, I right? agree with that because if you listen it, back to that clip, they even play a drop in there. So they're obviously trying to be funny. Like, yeah. That I mean, R- Roberto and I were talking about that. You hear him play the drop. The, so you're saying there's a chance. He's obviously trying to be tongue-in-cheek because he doesn't have a real prediction. He doesn't know. Right. So if you – that's why I'm saying, like, if you guys came on to me, the Boston Marathon's about to happen. Clay, who do you think is going to win? I don't know. A Kenyan. People are like, oh my God. No, because Kenyans dominate marathoning. So why didn't Haney just come out after being suspended and tell everyone, listen to the clip. Stop reading the quote. I think it's because people are so... uh, Well, first of all, there are several different things that I would say here. Sirius XM should have been like, yeah, this is like a joke. I mean... What, what, what are we going to suspend him for this? Like, we employ Howard Stern. <laughs> I mean, I, that, that, it would be one thing if this was an insanely conservative company, right? If they were like, oh, we can't be in any way connected to anything that's remotely controversial. They pay Howard Stern $100 million a year. That clip that we played from Hank Haney's show would be the four billionth most controversial thing said on Howard Stern's radio show this year. And what one thing is, I think Hank Haney apologized. You can never apologize in these situations. You can never apologize because you got to be like, look, I was making a joke. If I had said Kenyan marathoners, if I had said Indian spellers, is it offensive? Korean women dominate the U.S. women's tour. And so I made a joke about a Korean woman's probably going to win. It's maybe not that funny of a joke in the grand scheme of things, but it's live radio. Like, I, I, I give benefit of the doubt to everybody. You know, if you go back and listen to this show over time, I give the benefit of the doubt to people doing live radio or live TV. It's not scripted. It's not like they wrote something. It's not like they planned a segment. That's just like, hey, we got to mention the fact that the U.S. Women's Open's going on because we do a golf show. I don't know anything about the U.S. Women's Open. If you ask me right now who's going to win the WNBA MVP, I honestly would have no idea. I don't even know enough about the WNBA to even make a generality. He knew there were six women named Lee on the U.S. Women's Tour. I don't even know enough about the WNBA. D- d- does, uh, like, if you'd ask me, does Chamiqua Holtz still play? I don't know. I have no idea. Who's the best? Uh, is is uh, Who's the woman who signed with... Uh, uh, with Jay-Z, the former Notre Dame, Maya Moore, does she still play? 
Am I even wrong about that? Like, I, I'm just using an example. <laughs> like, I, I bet the vast majority of my audience can't tell you who's going to win the WNBA. The WNBA championship's going on. Who's going to win? I have no idea. I think they did in Minnesota when the Lynx won. They opened up the phone lines and said, would you rather have $5 or your city win the WNBA championship? And people called in. They were like, I'd rather have $5. Just so you know, for when you talk WNBA, Moore has taken off this upcoming season to devote more time to her family and her faith. Maya Moore did? So who's yeah. the best? Adela Donna? Like, I legitimately, Sue Bird, does Sue Bird still play? Uh, I don't think so. All right, if, so if so got, she's a player coach at this point. I've got no idea who these people are, right? Uh, so if I predict something, it's like me just kind of shooting off. I don't understand. So is there – Eddie Garcia, racist? Can you believe they suspended this guy for this clip? Uh, no, I can't. And I, I had read this story before the results, and then when I came in today – and was looking at the headlines, and I saw that someone named Lee had won. I and chuckled. that she has a six in no, her name and, to distinguish and, herself and, from the other yes, league. Yes, and I was like, this is ridiculous. Everyone who was outraged by this must feel like, well, they probably don't because they never feel like they're wrong, but you have to feel like a fool. Like he was right in his prediction. He was 100% right. He wasn't and even, she had to put a six on her name. Think about how crazy. Like, this is just a crazy story in and of itself. Imagine if we had Tom Brady, who's really good at football, and there were five other dudes named Tom Brady who were also really good at football and played quarterback. This would be an insane, insanely ridiculous situation. This woman has the same first and last name as five other pro golfers, so she added a six to her name. Imagine if when I was coming on to talk about Tom Brady, I was like, you know what? This year I feel like Tom Brady 4 is likely to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and if you guys, if if I didn't know and you came to me and they were like, well, who you got this year to win a Super Bowl? I was like, I don't know, a Brady. Would you be like, oh my God, that's super racist. Like, how do people, like, I don't even understand how someone like Christine Brennan, who works at the USA Today, do her, she said after that clip that Hank Haney should never be allowed to play golf on a golf course in America again. She wrote that in USA Today because he said, I think a woman named Lee is going to win the U.S. Women's All. So she's saying he should be barred. Not just lose his job, which he called for, which is insane. Not just never able to be employed in the world of golf again, which is also insane. She said he should never be able to golf again. Uh, Tiger Woods also was asked about this and commented, and he said on the suspension, quote, he deserved it, just can't look at life like that. He And he obviously said what he meant, and he got what he deserved. End yeah, quote. so first of all, Hank Haney and, and Tiger Woods have had a breakup, right? Yes, he used to be Tiger's swing coach. So I think that, and, and also, it's easy. I bet Tiger just saw the headline, right? It's The easiest thing for Tiger Woods is just to say, yeah, I thought it's a right move, but that was Tiger Woods, like, kicking a guy while he's already down. So I'm disappointed in Tiger Woods' for that response because I think if Tiger Woods actually heard the audio, he would be like, this is ridiculous. All right, so who else has not been asked? Uh, Me. R- Roberto. Yeah, when you, when you hear the audio, it doesn't sound ba- it doesn't sound racist at all. Would it, would it be racist for me to say, Clay, that if the Outkick crew played a baseball game, that I would be batting leadoff because I'm Latino and my name is Roberto? 
No, Roberto Clemente, Roberto Alomar. But I don't... But, racist. But I mean, I don't know. Well, first of all, you're Hispanic, so you can yeah. say whatever you want. Yeah. That's the standard, right? Like, yeah. if you're a member of the group, you can say whatever you want, and it's not considered racist because there's the assumption that you don't hate people who look like you, right? So exactly. we start there. But secondly, I don't feel like Hispanic people dominate baseball in the same way that Kenyans dominate <laughs> marathoning and that Indians dominate the spelling bee, right? So if every MVP for the last 20 years had been Hispanic and you were like, who's going to be the best player in baseball this year? I don't know, but it's probably going to be a Hispanic dude. That wouldn't be crazy. Just like, I don't know who's going to be the best basketball and the best basketball player in the world. Probably a black guy. Is that racist? I don't, I mean, how many years in a row has the best basketball player in the world been a black guy? Maybe, maybe you make an argument back in like 1982 that Larry Bird was the best player in the world. I don't know that yeah, it was ever the case. Probably. Has there ever been, like, you know, well, anybody Dirk, other than Black be the best basketball player in the world for the last 75 years, 60 years, whatever the math is? The percentage of time that the best basketball player in the world has been Black, pretty high. Who's the best swimmer in the world going to be? Probably a white dude. <laughs> yeah. How many years? Like, think about it. In all the years that you've watched swimming, how many years has the best swimmer in the world not been a white dude? Can anybody think of a non-white swimmer who is the best swimmer in the world? No. All right. Who is the fastest man in the world likely to be? If you had to predict, everybody out there listening right now, you had to predict who the fastest man in the world was going to be. Black dude, pretty good guess? Yeah. Since Jesse Owen, who was the last fastest white dude in the world? There's that teenager right now. I know, now. there's a teenage yeah. sensation right now who signed with Georgia. What is it, Matthew the, Bowling? Maybe the fastest my, white man ever. That, by the <laughs> way, is the sign. Some people say, like, does structural racism in this country exist? The fact that they made the flash of white man uh, is a pretty good sign that there used to be racism in superheroes. Well, when was the last time a white guy was a cornerback in the NFL? Well, there hasn't been a white starting corner since Jason Seahorn. Oh, well, we've had that uh, player, we had that, former player on the show. What's yeah. his name? Uh, Fox. Oh, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Dustin Fox, is that it? Yeah, yeah. He does, he does a yeah. show in Cleveland. But, like, no. I mean, look, if you want to talk about superhero racism, the fact that they made the fastest man ever white, that's pretty racist, right? Like, back <laughs> in the day, like, we have not had the fastest man in the world. If you just had to bet on what race the fastest man in the world is going to be and you picked anything other than black, you would be an idiot. That's just the actual results, right? I mean, like, so I don't understand how looking at the actual results. Now, if you say, hey, somebody can't do something because of their race, that's racist, right? We don't understand how to explain things. Like, if I said to you or anyone out there said, hey, this person can't do this because of their race, that is racist. The fastest man in the world in 20 years could be Asian. It's not likely based on everything that we've seen so far, but it could happen, right? The fastest man in the world could be a blonde-haired, blue-eyed white guy. Not likely based on everything we've seen for the last 75, 80 years, but it could happen. Saying that something can't happen because of a race is racist. There could be the number one overall cornerback in the NFL in five years could be a white dude. 
It's unlikely because last year in the NFL, there were 64 starting cornerbacks, all of whom were black. The last 25 years, there hasn't been a white cornerback since Jason Seahorn or whatever it is, 15 years, however long it's been since he started a game. It's unlikely, but it could happen. If Christian McCaffrey would have been black, would he have won the Heisman instead of Derrick Henry? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that was the, that was the argument that he would have been a higher draft pick, but he went like number seven or eight overall. Christian McCaffrey, as Petros Papadakis, who used to be a white running back at USC, would say, setting a new standard for white running backs. Who's the second best white running back of the last 25 years? Oh, the dude that had the one-year one. Oh, Peyton Hillis, one-year wonder? Yeah, I know Peyton Hillis. He was kind of a fullback running back. But yes, that's how, that's how like, not very solid. Mike Allstott, you got to go a long way back, right? So recognizing that someone is good or a group of people is good at something based on the tangible results is not racist. Again, I just come back to Indian people dominate the spelling bee. Kenyans dominate marathons. Evidently, Korean women dominate golf. That to me is kind of a credit. That's a positive. Like for whatever reason, I don't why aren't why aren't US women dominating the US the LPGA tour? I don't know. The, I'm I'm actually more intrigued by that. Most sports women in America dominate, right? Worldwide. We're about to start the US Women's World Cup. The US women dominate. If you look at medals, one, the US women tend to dominate. I actually actually think it's an interesting story what's happened to US women golfers such that we don't dominate in this field. Theoretically, there's lots of women who play golf, right? What has happened there? Anyway, I am fascinated by how in the world this dude lost his job got suspended over this especially because again it's Sirius XM which employs Howard Stern I'm a big Stern fan be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app just about every single time the Golden State Warriors need a win guess what happens they get a win last night fourth quarter Clay Thompson out Kevon Looney out Kevin Durant out. That's three of the five that the Warriors would probably go with in their final five to win a game that matters right now in the playoffs. Starting five, only guys left, Steph Curry, Draymond Green. Again, Kevin Durant out. Klay Thompson out. Kevon Looney out. That is three of the five, 60% of their starting five out. DeMarcus Cousins comes in and plays great basketball. And the Warriors find a way with a third quarter run where they dominate defensively and make enough plays on the offensive side of the ball to get a win on the road against the Raptors. couple of stats that blow my mind coming out of this game. That's 34. They made 38 baskets the Warriors did in this game. 34 of them came off assists. That's how beautiful of basketball the Warriors are playing. Again, 38 baskets that they made during the course of the game 34 of them came on assisted passes in other words they set them up to allow them to win there that's an 89 and a half percent rate the highest for any team in a finals game since at least 1984 that's as far back as they go with that stat and as if 34 out of 38 assisted baskets wasn't good enough they were 22 for 22 in the second half think about that for a minute if you coach basketball or you teach basketball it's a fascinating series to watch the Warriors play such 
a selfless brand of basketball with the way they move the ball and the way they help each other in terms of setting up uh, shots. This is not iso ball. This is not back down your guy and turn around and shoot a fadeaway. This is a team seamless effervescent brand of basketball. 22 made baskets in the second half. 22 off of assists and the one that ended up locking down the win for certain Andre Iguodala from three with a little over five seconds remaining. Curry spins, stumbles with a dribble, throws cross court to Livingston. Good catch. Goes to Andre. He's open. Launches a three. Buried it. He buried it with 5.9 to go. So Andre Iguodala gets injured a little bit in game one. He comes back, plays very well, makes a couple of big shots down the stretch, including that one as a walk-off tied up now at one. Game three will be Wednesday. Now we wait for injury-related news associated with the Warriors. First up, what's going to happen with Klay Thompson? He said he's going to play after uh, after the game. He said, I'll be back for game three. But he had a hamstring tightness. He was all wrapped up. We'll see whether or not he is severely injured. He'll have an MRI, I believe, today is the expectation. And we probably won't know until Wednesday whether or not he'll be able to go in uh, this game. So we'll wait on that. We wait on Kevin Durant. Is it possible he comes back for game three on Wednesday? Or will the Warriors save him for game four? Or will he make his return in game five? We will wait and see on that. And Kevon Looney, who has turned into a pretty substantial uh, uh, asset for the Warriors inside rebounding, getting baskets, uh, junk baskets around uh, the goal, and also playing really good defense. Will he be able to go in game three? The Warriors are a mass unit, and again, their success or failure in getting those guys back will go a long way towards determining what happens in game three and also what happens uh, in game four on Friday. So that is still to come. We have a lot of people who want to weigh in uh, with an absurd story. An absurd story. This is crazy. The U.S. Women's Open was won by a woman named Lee. She is one of six women named Lee on the on the LPGA Tour who have the exact same name. So she gets a six after her name. Hank Haney was suspended for predicting that a Korean woman named Lee would win the tournament, and then a Korean woman named Lee goes out and wins the tournament. As we went to break there at the end of hour two, I said, is there one person in my entire audience who agrees with Sirius XM suspending Hank Haney for his comments? Dub, did we get a single call from people who uh, agree with the Sirius XM suspension? Well, we've been taking calls on this for the better part of an hour. So I've probably gone through about 20 people and not one. 20 for 20 are in agreement with you and the crew. Uh, everybody on the crew agrees with me. I hardly see, I haven't seen anybody on social media. Now, I can't keep up with all my mentions, but I haven't seen a single person on social media who agrees with this either. It's an example of allowing the idiocy of a mob and a mob being led by a reporter from USA Today Sports who said he should be fired, should never be allowed to uh, to uh, ever play golf again. That's what she said in the wake of uh, of his comments. And uh, let me take some of your calls, uh, whoever you think should go first up. Again, open phone lines. If there's a single person in all 50 states listening to us right now, if, uh, if there is a single person worldwide listening to us right now who agrees that he should have been suspended for this, again, my position is this is no different than saying you're picking a Kenyan to win a marathon or you're picking a uh, 
or you're picking an Indian to win the spelling bee. There are certain groups that dominate contests or events. Kenyans dominate marathoning. Indians, by and large, dominate the spelling bee. And right now, Koreans, for whatever reason, dominate in many ways the LPGA. Uh, who you got for me? All right, let's start off with Justin in Cincinnati. Justin in Cincy, what's up? Okay, first of all, Eddie Garcia is still a name snob by being able to pronounce her name. Okay, this is coming from a white guy in a landscaping business. This is not racist. He's just being honest. The Koreans kick our butt. Yeah, I, I, I don't. You could say his name. Is Eddie still there? Is he doing another update? Can he just show off and pronounce the the, the name of the U.S. Women's Open champion again? Jung Un Lee, like he says, the Greek freak. Yeah, Jung Un Lee. All right. So this is crazy. Thanks for the call. This is crazy. There are six women, all named Jung Un Lee, on the LPGA. That is wild. Again, I'm just saying. Can you imagine if in the NFL there were six guys named Tom Brady and they all played quarterback? And they had to put like Brady number six, like they do for this the, this golfer, on the back of the jersey. And then if I came on, I'm like, I don't know who's going to win the Super Bowl. Probably Brady. I wouldn't be racist. I mean, that's like that's the factual situation. Who's up next? Derek in Iowa. Derek in Iowa. What you got for me? Hey Clay, thanks. Hey, um, I grew up in Boston, and we always picked a Kenyan, and no one blinked an eye at that. In the Boston Marathon, you mean? Like, you'd say, who's going to win? I'm yeah. going to take a Kenyan dude. Yeah. We didn't know any names. We just said the Kenyan's going to win. And imagine um, if imagine if there were six Kenyans with the exact same name, and you just said one of their names, right? I don't even know what a Kenyan name is, but whatever the right. Kenyan, like, if you knew, oh, there's this guy, these Kenyans, and their last name is X, and they end up winning all the time, like, if you didn't know much about the Boston Marathon, you're like, I'm going to pick that Kenyan X dude. Uh, there's six of them. They're probably going to win. Like, how is that right? Like, that is factually accurate when you look at the data. Correct. I got two more points. Um, I think there's a story behind this. Um, being in Iowa right now, that Dolphin uh, reporter, it was the story behind the story there. I think there was uh, head bumping uh, about the King Kong comment. And oh, yeah. Also, they, they, they brought um, him back, right? Yeah, they brought him back. But they were, I, I'm a kind of an insider on that. I, there's a story behind it. Uh, they were bumping heads uh, within each other. But... Um, and then if you think about the men's side of golf, there's like, I don't know, a handful of Johnsons. If the guy said Johnson, would he not be able to golf uh, also? I mean, it's just, uh, she's nuts, man. And, uh, she needs to be uh, checked in somewhere. Yeah, like imagine that you didn't know much about swimming. And there were six guys named Phelps in, uh, in the top of the men's swimming division. And, the, and they were about to do one of the gold medal races. And you're like, man, I don't know, but I'm going to pick a Phelps. Or you said, hey, I'm going to pick a white guy named Phelps. That wouldn't be racist. Like, if there were six white guys named Phelps and they all were gold medal winners, you would be like, that's just kind of an offhand comment of, like, a good guess from somebody who's not really paying that much attention to the sport. Like I said earlier, if, like, imagine that Cooper Manning was able to play football, right? And he was also a great quarterback. And he also won a couple of Super Bowls. If you said, like, who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? And you're like, man, I'm not a big NFL guy, but I'll take one of the Mannings. That wouldn't be racist. Peyton won two Super Bowls. Eli won two Super Bowls. If Cooper had been healthy enough and able to play and he had been a quarterback, or Archie had still been playing, and you'd said, I'll take one of the Mannings. That 
wouldn't be. I mean, I, I don't even understand the argument for how this is racist. Who's up next? We got Paul in Pennsylvania. Paul in Pennsylvania. What's up, Paul? Hey, thanks for having me on. Good yeah, what you show. got for me? Um, the, the thing about this whole situation is the gross overreaction that this woman had and just the sloppy, lazy journalism, I think, that's going in here. I think she heard him say Korean. I mean, he could have said, you know, woman of Korean descent. But Maybe the Korean said, thing, okay, yeah. that might have been a little insensitive. Yeah, but you know here's what I mean? the th- but, Here's the thing about the Korean aspect. It's the same as saying Ken- – that's why I went to Kenyan. Korean is is an, a country, right? Like, So the country is dominating in a particular sport. So it's like, again, if you said, oh, I'm going to take the Kenyan or I'm going to take the Indian or I'm going to take – let's say what do we dominate in basketball? Like if you were in a foreign country and you're like, man, I don't know, I'll take the American – like, who's going to win the snowboarding championship? And you're uh, doing sports talk radio in, uh, let's say, I don't know, um, Brazil. And they're like, who do you take to win the snowboarding championship? They're like, man, I'm going to take the American. Aren't they all? Don't we win, like, every snowboarding championship in the uh, in the Winter Olympics? It wouldn't be racist to take the American, the people who are dominating in the LPGA are Korean. They happen to be Asian, but they're dominating from Korea. So saying, I'm going to take the Koreans, is not... Like, imagine that the NBA suddenly, let's pretend that Croatia, which produces a lot of great athletes, right? Let's pretend that Croatia suddenly has the four best players in the NBA, Right? Just pretend that it happens. And if you said, man, who are you going to take to win the NBA MVP this year and you weren't a huge NBA fan, it wouldn't be racist to say, oh, you know what? I'll take one of the Croatians. It's just lazy and dumb. And I'll, I'll take a little bit of blame on this because I was on vacation partly and I wasn't paying attention And a lot of times I'll punch back because I'm one of the few people who has an audience that's willing to point out absurdities like these. I just wasn't paying attention to this story um, last week. And I didn't even listen to the audio. And the only reason I started paying attention to it over the weekend uh, was because this woman who was Korean named Lee won. So now he's been suspended for correctly predicting that a Korean woman named Lee would win the U.S. Women's Open. It's wild. Uh, Who's up next? All right, we got the milkman in San Francisco. The milkman in San Francisco. What's up, milkman? Yeah, how are you doing? Okay, it's not racist, it's sexist. Hank Haney is not, uh, this wasn't general sports knowledge. This was golf. It's allegedly his area of expertise. Now, also, Hank Haney is a shill for for golf gimmicks, for, you know, for swing trainers. All right, so pause. Hold on. Stop for a second. Hank Haney is not paid based on his knowledge of women's golf. Right, That's like saying, oh, it's sexist of Stephen A. Smith to not know as much about the WNBA as he does the NBA. If Stephen A. Smith is paid to talk about the NBA, which millions of people watch, not to talk about the WNBA, which a handful of people watch. So every person out there right now who is in any way paid to talk about a sport, you're probably being paid most of the time to talk about men's sports. Now, we'll talk about the Women's World Cup on here, on this show. 
we'll occasionally talk about uh, you know a, uh, a women's maybe college basketball. Certainly during the Olympics, we'll talk about women's sports that are going on, gymnastics in particular, which has a huge audience. We'll talk about women's tennis with Serena Williams. But by and large, we talk about men's sports the most because most people out there listening watch men's sports more than women's sports. So saying that you don't know that much about a women's sports when it is a pinprick as popular as a men's sport is not sexist. Like, I don't have any issue with, like, if I come on right now and I started talking about the WNBA instead of the NBA title game that happened last night, most of you would change the channel. That's not because you'd be like, oh, I don't trust Clay's WNBA knowledge. It's because you would care a lot more about the NBA. So I don't see how him not knowing much about women's golf is sexist. Do you know much about I, I know a decent amount about men's golf. I don't know much about women's golf. I know a lot about the NBA. I don't know much about the WNBA. That doesn't make me sexist. It means that I would prefer to watch the people who are better at their sport play. Men are better at sports than women are. If you're upset by that, then blame biology. Men are bigger, stronger, and faster than women. As a result, they tend to play at a higher caliber in every sport. Doesn't mean you can't like women's sports, but every top women's athlete would get dominated by top men's athletes. It's that great stat that came out recently. Every Texas state high school boys sprinter would have set a women's all-time record last year. That's because male sprinters are better than female sprinters. Where's that guy? The milkman. You're upset? Is he still there? I'm here. Yeah, so what What do you, like, he okay, does so a show here's my, about... Here's my point, is that he does a show about golf. Now, men's golf. Probably most of the people, well, it, it's golf, specifically, right? So mo- the thing is, you're arguing apples and oranges, because I'm not trying to go out at 50 or 60 years old and play competitive basketball or competitive sprinting, but many 50 and 60-year-olds want to play golf. They want to get better. But he's there selling products to tell people to get better. If you just said, you know what, you should, if you men should watch the women's game, their game, you can relate to it, tempo, contact, and you can get a better game. But that doesn't sell any merchandise for him. Also, the game needs to be grown. It doesn't, uh, it is... doesn't get so grown. He should, so, he should people... pretend, so he should pretend that people who are going to win the, the games are not going to win the games? Pretend? What, what do you mean pretend? I mean, he said, I would take a Lee. I would take a Korean. You know what? First of all, first of all, like, what is that thing? If, if if you don't know anything, you should keep your mouth shut. Isn't there a saying like that? He already he should have known the women. He, he already said he didn't know anything. He didn't even know the tournament was on. We should just let it go at that. He tried to make a joke about it, but the joke was at the ga- at the expense of the women's game, at the expense of women. How is it at the expense of women? How is it at the expense of women? He predicted that a Korean woman would win because they dominate, and they did. Is it at the expense of women if I say who's gonna who's gonna win the who's gonna win the uh, the Wimbledon? I don't know, maybe one of the Williams sisters. Is that is that offensive to women? It's not, it's not the same, Clay. You know that. Why is it not you the same? You're an attorney. You understand the argument. The Why argument is it not is, the same? I'm just picking somebody based on their golf? last name who has dominated uh, a sport. So he's not a golf expert. He's a men's golf expert, right? 
So now you're saying he, he should not. About, so he shouldn't have ever mentioned the fact that the U.S. Women's Open is going on at all. That's your argument. No, no, it was brought up to him, and then he said, "Why do you know that it was going to be on?" Oh, I'm going to guess Korean win, maybe uh, Ali. Like all right. So, like so stop there. Know, stop there. If one of the stop there. If somebody on my show says, "Hey, the 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 comes to me and says, hey, the spelling bee's going on," I say, "Really? Oh, I didn't know that." And he's like, "Yeah, who you who are you going to take to win?" Well, I guess I'll take one of the Indian guys. Or girls. Should I get suspended? So that you knew you're being sort of sarcastic or, or tongue-in-cheek? Or, or is it like, you know what? I mean, the women's game is so unimportant and so so meaningless that just a Korean Ali. Let's move on to the next topic. I mean, you know, that's you're where I'm You're trying from. so desperately to be offended here. I can't imagine what it's like to live in your world, Milkman. You're just driving around all the time, offended, perpetually outraged. This is ridiculous. Again, easy answer. One of the guys comes on my show and says, hey, the Boston Marathon's going on tonight. I said, oh, really? Or today? I didn't know that. Who you got? I don't know. Give me one of the Kenyans. Boom. On to the next topic. Suspend me? Somebody comes on and says, hey, Spelling Bee's going on today, this weekend. Spelling Bee just happened. We had an eight, eight, uh, eight-way tie. We talked about this. Who you got in the Spelling Bee? I don't know. Give me the uh, give me the uh, give me uh, one of the Indians. They dominate. We got you. We got the like the Miss Universe. Doesn't Argentina win Miss Universe or Venezuela? One of those countries. Who you got to win Miss Universe? Give me the Venezuelans. They always win. I'm not sure which one it is. Argentina or Venezuela has won like an insane number of Miss Universes. Outkick VIP. Who's up? Mike and Modesto. Mike and Modesto. Clay, you should have gave the milkman a free DBAP shirt, man. He, I, just, he, he I don't even understand it. the milkman's argument there. Like, why it's offensive to women that he picked a woman to win the? I mean, it would be offensive to women if he had been like, "I'm going to pick a man to win the U.S. Women's Open." Although I don't know. Now. Did, you, <laughs> did you see that yeah. they had that that controversy that nobody wants to talk about? Did you see they had uh, a D two? Did you see that this is unbelievable? I can't believe like this is what women should be upset about if they want to be upset about something. They have dudes who are now running as women. This guy was a D2 uh, scholarship athlete. He came in 300th, like 400th for men. He decided that he was now going to identify as a woman, and he won the D2 National Sprint Championship over the last uh, weekend. Like, men pretending to be women? That should be offensive in the world of sports. Like, I can't imagine being a woman competing against a dude with male testosterone who is just saying, hey, I'm identifying now as a woman, and this guy just comes out and dominates you because he's biologically born male. Like, if you want to be offended by something, that's something you can be offended by. Like, that's not fair. But a guy predicting correctly that a country filled with people who are dominating a sport would go on and win the sport? And again, I can't get past the fact we got six women with the exact same name. Tell me how big of a story that would be if we had six Tom Brady's in the NFL who were all dominant players. And then the Super Bowl, you know, the NFL season was about to start and you were like, who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? And I was like, I don't know. Give me the Brady's. That wouldn't be racist. Again, just take it outside of football. Put it into Olympic swimming. Imagine there were six uh, gold medal champion level men swimmers named Phelps. Michael Phelps. You're like, who's going to win uh, the most gold medals this year? Give me, a, 
Give me those American Phelpses. It's not remotely racist. Anybody else who's still waiting to call? Did we get a single call of people who think he should actually be suspended, Dub? No, but we do have one more caller. We got Dave in St. Louis. Dave in St. Louis. What's up? Well, we couldn't be flawless on the calls today. Um, But I do think that's instructive. A lot of times, these stories of people being quote-unquote outraged are a tiny minority of people that aren't actually representative of the real world. This radio show is representative of the real world. We have on this show lots of callers, lots of Twitter interactions, but we're on in all 50 states, a lot of people streaming all over the world. I opened up phone lines. We didn't get a single person who called in and said that that guy said that Hank Haney should be suspended. Not one. We got the one guy, the milkman out in San Francisco, who wanted to argue that he shouldn't have ever talked about the U.S. women, like he was being disrespectful of women's sports. Whatever that means. Women's sports are not as good as men's sports if you have to compare the two. It's not disrespectful to women's sports. Male athletes are bigger, stronger, and faster. They are better at all of their sports that they play the same. Now, like I've talked about this on the show a lot. I actually enjoy watching the women's softball on this time of year, every year. I think it's awesome. I enjoy watching women's gymnastics more than I do men's gymnastics during the Olympics. There are relatively few sports like that. If I have to choose between watching the Men's World Cup or the Women's World Cup, I would rather watch the Men's World Cup. If I have to choose between watching the NBA or the WNBA, I would rather watch the NBA. I would rather watch men play sports, typically, than I would women. Now, sometimes I'd rather watch Serena Williams play because I'd rather watch her play than a couple of Euro dudes that I don't know in a tennis tournament. But by and large, men are better athletes than women. It's not like disrespectful to say that PGA players are better than LPGA players and that I would rather watch Tiger and Phil than I would whoever's playing on the women's golf tour. Men are, and, that, and by the way, almost everybody agrees with me. There's a reason the television ratings reflect what they do. 20 million people are going to watch the, uh, the men's NBA in the finals, maybe 400,000 are going to watch the WNBA. 40 times as many, 50 times as many people are going to watch men play basketball at the highest level as watch women play basketball at the highest level. That's because most of you agree with me. You'd rather watch men play basketball than women. Not sexist. The men are better. This is crazy how we've defined these absurd growth of like, oh, if you uh, if you say anything a little bit a little it's not even I don't even think what he said was risky. It's crazy how we've so advanced and expanded the scope of what is considered racist or sexist. Liking the NBA over the WNBA is not sexist. Most women like the NBA more than they do the WNBA. The product is better because the men are better at what they do. It's crazy. It's crazy that we're in this world where things that aren't in any way racist or sexist end up being classified as such.
Let me say this too. Racism to me, and this is an easy way to define it, is when you say somebody can't do something because of their race. That is looking at someone and judging whether or not they can't do it. Saying they can't do it because of their race. So if Hank Haney had come on and said, an Asian woman will never be good enough to win the LPGA, the U.S. Women's Championship, that would be racist. But saying a woman would never win the men's U.S. Open, in my opinion, is not sexist. The men's golf players are better. Saying that you expect a Korean woman to win a championship is not racist. And it's certainly not sexist. It's crazy. The world is upside down. And and what's crazy about this is people are so afraid to even defend people like Hank Haney and stories like these. I bet I'm the only person you've ever heard in this entire week's worth of story pointing out that he didn't say anything that bad or even playing the audio for you. Because everybody else is so afraid of the mob coming after them. I don't care about the damn mob. Come after me if you want to. I got enough money. You can be offended by me. Ultimately, all you're going to do is grow my audience. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that. But there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 